Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to Help I Sexted My Boss. Helpful advice for the daily struggles of modern life. Well, that was the plan. Until Jordan turned up. Just so you know, the gin and Dubonnet can make William and Jordan say a few things that some may find a little bit offensive. If that's you, go and find some eggshell emulsion, slap it on the wall and watch it dry. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas like Is it okay to judge someone for having four sugars in the tea? And how fluorescent is too fluorescent when it comes to a dress to wear? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hanson? No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more West End, you're more Dead End. (laughs) Talking of which, we've got a West End date booked in, haven't we? Oh, for... Hopefully by November, you will have actually watched Mary Poppins Returns, but we are doing a team Help I Sexed My Boss pre-Christmas party in November. Months away, I appreciate. Months, years away. To see my favourite stage show, Mary Poppins. I'm going to be blunt here, but you don't have draggers to some shit. Uh, Excuse me, it it was completely voluntary on everyone's part. Well, why don't you come on a football match with me and Ben? You, you invite me? You sort it out? Right. Fine. Up for that, Ben. A Premier League match? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. By the way... You're not... You, look, come on. You are looking forward to it. It's the best stage show. Um, it's the best... Do you know how many times I've seen it? <coughs> no, but you're going to tell me. Twelve. Twelve times? You'll be my thirteenth... Actually, you won't be my thirteenth time, because I'm actually going in October. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to the first night. How are you not single? <laughs> Because luckily I'm with somebody who's seen Wicked 26 times. So, Has he actually? Yes. So really, seeing Mary Poppins 12 is nothing. You were made for each other. I've seen mm. Goodfellas probably 10, 11 times. Aren't they pizzas? No, the film. Right. Uh, 
I think seeing a film. I mean, I've seen Mary Poppins Returns now seven times, and it's just. What's I've, your favourite film? Not stage play. What's your favourite film? Mary Poppins. Oh, of course, of course. And then it Mary is. Poppins Returns. What's mine? Uh, the Godfather. That's third. Goodfellas. Is it good? What? Goodfellas. Yeah. Casino. Godfather. Um, Bambi. What? Scarface. Angela's Ashes. Angela's Ashes. Great film. I absolutely love that film. Titanic would be in my top ten as well. You know. I see. I've never seen Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, I'm just asking. Well, I'm looking forward to that anyway in November. So am I. Not. Is it all right to judge someone for having four sugars in the tea? Uh, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't put any sugar in the tea, really. But four is, is far too much. One, perhaps, is, is permissible if you need a bit of a, a sugar in. But, but four is hello type 2 diabetes, really. Yeah, but a lot of people think that I have sugar in my tea. When people they go, oh, yeah, but you have sugar. I'm like, oh, no, I don't, actually. They're like, oh, really? How do you have your tea? Not weak. I like the, I like the tea to brew, but not stew. And I mm-hmm. like plenty of milk in it. Speaking of drinks, let's have our favourite drink. Our, what's what's the word I'm thinking of? It's become our... Staple? Our, no, it's, um, our, it's like our brand, our image. Signature? Our, you are you are good. Let's have our signature drink, a gin and dubonnet. Two parts dubonnet, one part gin. Two parts dubonnet. lemon or orange, depending gin. on your preferences. Lemon or orange. I know someone that put mango in it. Really? Mm, mango? Said it was nice. Gosh, OK. Right, who are we going to toast? Uh, Could you stop scratching your nether regions whilst we record this? <laughs> I know who we'll toast to. Yes. Because it's coming to an end. This podcast? Is it? The cast of Game of Thrones. Right, OK. To Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Honestly, I know you don't watch it. I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. My life at the moment, I'm spending half my... And you can't get away from it even if you don't watch it. I'm spending half my life at the moment trying to avoid spoilers, just as we were... Coming in to record mm. the podcast today, I was making a brew and uh, two girls were talking. She went, so, Game of Thrones last night. I went, sorry, didn't even know I'm, I'm sorry. I've not, she went, it's okay, it's okay. They made, they made me make my brew. Mm. Then as soon as I walked out of the kitchen, they started talking about it. I think that's good spoiler etiquette. Uh, yeah, I think if you're going to watch something, um, anything like that, you you shouldn't spoil it for others. Mm. Not 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 many people in this day and age watch it on the day that it comes out anyway. Yeah, that's true. So I think we all need to adapt. Um, the but only... it is so good. You you do actually watch it? Yeah, I love it. But I'm just trying to avoid spoilers because sometimes I don't get a chance to watch it. I'm, I lead a very busy life. Will the only Game of Thrones I'm interested in is the one that goes on up the mall. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> Can I just ask you a question? Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. You work... Mm-hmm. You loosely work in the music industry. Yeah. Why are pop songs so depressing? Pop songs? Who says pop songs? Well, what are they? Rock songs? Oh, R&B? Day, modern day music. I Bump and grind? There's no songs that are depressing. They are. Look at Adele. Okay. Mate, tell me the All last... her albums, 17, 21, 25, or whatever it was. Am I right? Mate. On those? Adele hasn't released any new music for years. No, no, okay. But look at Adele. Yeah. Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran to a certain extent. He's less guilty. But all their songs are about heartbreak. This person was awful to me. Like, Adele was writing depressing songs at 17. If your life is that depressing at 17, well... I've got news for you. The rest of your life is going to be pretty depressing as well at this rate. You no, that, the worst that, is yet to come. That has always been the case throughout the history of music. 
Like it's always about love and heartbreak. That is music. Like most of that's music. Or well, about then you pick bad people to go on dates with. And not all and be music, in relationships. Not with. all that's music. Your own fault. Not all music's like that. There's also good like bands out at the moment that don't write about love and like heartache. what? What do they write about? Stuff. That's why I like Alicia Dixon's "The Boy Does Nothing" because although it's loosely about about a relationship, <laughs> it's focusing on the reality of relationships, which is who does the cleaning. Does he mop up? He never mops up. That's does so- he brush up? He never brushes up. <laughs> he does nothing. The boy does nothing. Is that still your favourite song? Still one of my favourite songs. Not all song like this. Lo- no, I totally disagree with you there. I totally. Disagree. Name me an upbeat song that isn't about love or heartbreak. There's loads. And yet you can't name any. Yeah, I can. I just can't name. There's loads. Girls allowed. They, they, they. Right. It's talking pop music. Girls allowed. Great girl band. There's some of their records. I am a love machine. I'm such a love machine. It's about love. Yeah. It's not depressing, though. Apparently, In the Club by 50 Cent is not about uh, In the Club, I hate back announcing that on the radio. Is that a a current song? No, it's really old now, but it's... And we play it every now and then. It's because it's called In Da Club. So I have to say it like that. I can't just say In the Club. It's a great record. In the Club. In the Club. That was In the Club by 50 Cent. I'm trying to think of... You've, now got, here's traffic travel. <laughs> we don't do traffic and travel. Do you not do traffic and travel? Not on, do you actually listen... Do people, but people not... Do they just walk everywhere on your radio station? Do you not listen to me on air? No, I have told you so many times, it's Steve Wright's Sunday Love Songs. <laughs> You're such a bitch. Um, I do shout... I get Steve to do shout-outs for you on it. You never hear. Do you actually? This is, from, this is to, to Jordan from his... Yeah, because I'm on air myself, entertaining a nation. Or attempting it. Yeah, fair one. Um, there's no, not all pop musics. I don't know where that's come from. Um, I've got a question for you today. Yeah. Birthday cards. Right. Where do you stand on joke birthday cards? Well, what do you mean joke? What, as in it's like happy... Yeah, like jokey ones. Oh, I love joke, joke birthday cards. I think they're the only, the only one to do. I don't... Tell you what I don't like. The ones that are to my son and that have a little cute poem in. And there's uh, a little bit saccharine. Yeah. Not wild about those. I, I struggle buying my brother's birthday cards because you want a jokey one. You don't want one. Like, I love my brother's, but you don't want a card saying that. It's a bit cringe, isn't it? Oh, no. I no. love you from the bottom of my heart. You're the greatest brother ever. It's like, no, you don't. You still owe me 50 quid. I got my dad that recently. <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, it's a picture of Jesus saying, Jesus loves everyone except you. Jesus thinks you're a twat. <laughs> got that, my dad. He, well, I'm sure, I, th- think, I think that's funny. I got you a, a a nice birthday card when it was your birthday. What was it? It was, I'm no cactus expert, but I know a prick when I see you one. You did? Yeah. Yes, you got me one, actually. And I got you, uh, when we went to Monaco that we're not talking about, um, I got you a... a you thank- wrote me a lovely thank you card. Yeah, and what did the thank you card say? Well, I don't think we should read it out. But I it was, was it was bottom related. I believe you take it up the bottom. That's what it said on the card. And then when I went round a week, uh, a few days later, actually, it was hidden in the bookshelf because you didn't want to see. You didn't want the cleaner to see it. I just didn't want to offend her. I didn't know whether to get my dad this one, which says "Chin Chin, you fucking crumpet." <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get him that. There was this one. Happy birthday, you fucking mag, with Danny Dyer on the front. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, this is one of my favourite ones. Just a plain card with black writing in the middle. I hope your birthday is shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think birthday cards have to have swear words in it. You can find one of my favourite um, birthday... Chin-chin, you fucking crumpet. 
<laughs> One of my favourite birthday cards was um, a picture of two ladies talking in a kitchen, drinking wine. And one of them was saying to the other, I've reorganised my uh, recipes. And then there were three folders in the background saying, um, crap, no one ate it and looks nothing like the picture. And that just always made me laugh. I don't get that. No, because you don't cook. Oh. Uh. You don't have people over. Oh, OK. Anyway, that's, so you're, you're, you think joke birthday card... I mean, you are... I think an, they're fine. Yeah. If you have that relationship with that person... Would you get your dad one of them? No. No. Do you know... I tell you what, the best thing I ever did, a few years ago, my father's birthday and mothering Sunday were on the same day. So um, I got my mother a card that said, uh, I love you, mother, uh, you're my favourite. And I got my father a card that said, I love you, father, you're my favourite. And, of course, they both said them at the same time. Hilarity ensued. <sighs> Should we have a gin and the bonnet? We've, we've done that. Oh, have we? Yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> we have, haven't we? I've drunk mine already. Can I have another, please? Yes, help yourself. Thank you. Knock yourself out. Oh, there you go. Pour us a little gin and the bonnet there. I'm sorry, William, but that's just... What? I think that's that's what passes as humour in, in the southwest of England. That's what I would say where I'm from. He's a good lad, but he's no crack. He's got shit banter. I've got great banter. You'd be like, there's no crack in him whatsoever. Or as we call it in the southwest, rapport. Rapport. Yeah, good banter, great crack. Same with Ben, producer Ben. He's a lo- lovely Ben's lad. got a great... No. <laughs> I thought we weren't talking about Monaco. <laughs> Speaking of Monaco, are we allowed to talk what happened on the trip yet? No. 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 Can we not? No. We're just going to ignore it forever. Mm-hmm. It's, if we repress this anger and what happened, it's only going to be bad I'm not angry about it because it didn't happen. I think you've misremembered. It's fake news. Okay. We're still not talking. Loads of people have been tweeting me like, what happened in Monaco? We're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, also, um, before we crack on with the questions and what have you, mm. I have a, a business idea. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know, but I am an Northerner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't like to mention it. I don't like to play up to the fact that I'm an Northerner. But there's one thing I've noticed about living in London for a year now. One thing about London, a great city, beautiful, multicultural, lovely, thriving, buzzing city. The water down here is shite. Right? It's become an issue now. It's very hard. The tap water down here is shite. And I've noticed it more... But do you, I... not have a, do you not have a Brita filter? no. Well, you should get one. I know, apparently. So I go home, right, and I run the tap and I have a glass of water. And I'm like, every time I go home, I forget how nice the tap water is back home. Well, it's nice soft water, but there's a lot of lime scale in the water. Here. It is so nice. And like, I'm like, un- putting my ta- face under tap, like, oh, yeah. So I've come up with an idea. Right. And I need an investment. And you've come to me with this. Yeah. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Just That's very sweet it. of you on every level, but there it's is, not going to happen. There is a lot of people... In London, quite a niche market, but there's enough to make money. A lot of people in London that are from the north that live down here. Oh, so this is only open to northerners? Well, anyone else, really. And I speak to a lot of northerners about this, and they go, Oh, hey, oh, I bloody agree with you there, pal. It's bloody, it's like drinking tear. It's drinking water down here. I can't bloody stand it. So, this is what my idea is. <clears throat> in a bottle, simple label, maybe yep. my face on it, northern water. Right, you're pitching me bottled water. Right, so we... I think that's done. I think the market's fairly saturated. Uh-huh. When my mum's out, mm. we go to my house, we fill up loads of bottles, Yeah. and then we drive it down 
to London. Like, you know when your uncle does a, a, a cash and carry run to France to get some cheap oh, beer? I'm very familiar with that, yes. Yeah. Did your uncle never do that? No. Oh, my uncle did. He used to rake it in. So, so how much are we charging for this? For a bottle of what? A normal bottle, 1890p. How much? Yeah, that could be our slogan. Northern water. How much? I honestly think we could... Ra- if anybody's listening now that's northern... And, Who is and, going to pay for water from Burnley? And lives... Or Preston, the, or whichever part of the northwest Lancashire, you're from this week. It's Lancashire. Lancashire. Well, what do you mean, whatever part? So any like anybody that's live, listening that lives in London, and realise... Because honestly, if you're listening and you don't live in London, it's such a, an issue, the tap water. We, you, we did you buy... Don't Mike and I did actually life. buy a special shower head that's got a water filter built in, because he was finding the water... Affected his skin. Are you joking? No. What's so going I on out there? They've been a bit noisy. Hey! Oh, can't shout it. It, it really affected me because I drink a lot of water. Well, everyone does. You don't realise how much. And every time I have a glass now, I go, just have a water. Just get a Brita filter. No. Do what the rest of us I have do, done. I do keep meaning to get one of them. Well, go and get how one. How do you use them? How do you use them? Yeah, just fill you it up. You pop the water in, it yeah. filters, you pour the water. Pour the water, pour the water. And you then have to change the cartridge every month. What? See, that's the one. You have to change the cartridge. Yeah, because obviously because filters don't last forever. Oh, that's, I can't be asked. I shouldn't have to. I pay water prices down here. I'm in London. Thames Valley Water. Thames? Thames. Ferra Jacques, Ferra Jacques. Dormez-vous, dormez-vous. Summer Lamartina, Summer Lamartina. Ding, dang, dong. Ding, dang, dong. Why did that just come to me? I don't know. Well, so you don't think that's a good idea? No. Okay. I don't. Th- I think. I think if I was Deborah, what's her name? Meadham. If I was Deborah Meadham, I'd laugh at you. Hey, and for that reason, pal, Emmett. I love that they've got the guy that looks that replaced Theo Therepes. The- Theo who? <laughs> Theo Pathetes. Let me sh- shut up. I love that the guy who's replaced Theo Therepes. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna do it. Don't make me laugh. <clears throat> I love that the guy who they've replaced, Theo Pathetes. <laughs> Pathetes. Why don't you say Theo and I'll say his surname? Okay, no, let me just check. I love the guy that they've, who's replaced Theo Pathetes. No. I love that they've replaced Theo... Pathetes. ...with a guy that looks exactly like Theo... Pathetes. He looks just like him. He's like a shit Theo... Pathetes. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed that, mate. Well done. <laughs> Nailed that. Um, right, but it's nearly time for the questions. But first, drum roll, please. It's Jordan. No, no, not a real. It's Jordan's joke of the week. A woman goes into a laundrette, a lady, and she's got a dress in her hand, and she says to Lynn, who's in the back, Lynn, can you just wash this for us today? It needs doing this week, please. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So a lady walks into a, <laughs> a lady walks into a laundrette with a dress in her hand and she shouts to the lady behind the counter, Lynn, I've got a dress here that needs cleaning. It's got a massive stain on it. Will you be able to clean it? I need it for this week. And Lynn, who doesn't quite hear her in the back, says, come again. She says, no, it's red wine. <laughs> Do you like that? No. <laughs> Come again? No. No, red wine. <laughs> Could you do... Can I challenge you for next week to do a clean joke? What? <laughs> All of your jokes do have a theme. Is there a such thing? All right, yes. OK. You like that joke. You like it my was, jokes. It was funny. You like my jokes. Yeah. Now it's time for Give Me The D. Well done to all our winners so far. It's our social media competition. This week you need to go to our Twitter account, at SexedMyBoss, to see how to enter. Here comes the theme. I want the D. Feel free to join in. Usually you count me in. One, two. I want two, three. I I want want the the D. D. I I need need it now. now. Please Please tell tell me when. when. Please tell Tell me how. how. I'm thirsty and willing and eager, you see. So come on, boys, give me the D. I hope people sing along at home to this. We had a group sing song to this in the uh, in the live show. It went beautifully well. Mm-hmm. It's very moving. It's going to be Christmas number I one. I want the D. I need it now. You're going to be back announcing this on Radio One. Please tell me when. Please tell me how. I'm thirsty and willing and eager, you see. Come on, boys, give me the D. Is that the first remix we've had of it? Yeah, see? I want the D. I need it now. Please tell me when. Please tell me how. I'm thirsty and willing and eager, you see. Come on, boys, give me the D. Wow. So many remixes. Wow. Okay, well, um, that's all lovely. Let's move on to our first letter. Uh, This one has come in via email, uh, help at sexedmyboss.com. It's from Cal. I've recently become single, sobs, which of course means I have set up a dating profile to get back out there. So having seen the beautiful pictures of William Jordan and especially producer Ben, I was wondering if you could give me any tips on the perfect pick. 
That's from Cal. I've got a good tip for this. Have you used dating apps? Have you ever gone on Tinder? No comment. I've never been on Tinder. There's, there's nothing wrong with Tinder. Happen, I've, Bumble. I've never been on Timber. Timber? Not Timber. That's when you're looking for a <laughs> someone who works in a forest. You can get dating apps now. Where, like farmers have farmers dating apps and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've never been on Tinder. I've never been on Tinder now. Plenty of fish, match.com. Poth. That's plenty of fish. Pov or Puff. That's my... what I was on. <laughs> my two friends mm. got married. Yeah. I was best man at. And they met on Plenty of Fish years ago. They got married. And no one knew apart from me. And in his wedding speech, the groom printed off the original messages. Oh. And they read them out. And it was hilarious. And the first message was, I'll never forget it. She messaged him going, why do they call you Magnetic Man? Ha, ha, ha. And they read it out like that. It was very funny. Um... My advice for this is take some pictures, get some friends to take some pictures, get a good array of pictures. So Yeah, that's a key, array of pictures. Yeah. I think you're, the main one that comes up has got to be you. No sunglasses, good lighting, I would suggest, outside. No body shots. Yeah, clothes. Unless you fit, in fact, put them in. If you've got it, flaunt it. Not as the first picture. A headshot. It needs to be a nice headshot. Body shots are always good. Not yeah. one of you in the gym, though. No, no no gym ones. No Snapchat filters with bunny ears to make you look cute. God, no. God, no, no Snapchat filters. No pictures in the mirror. I oh, know you can't do that. but Well, no, because it does that. To me, that looks like you don't have friends. An array of pictures. A picture of you on a night out. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, what's that show? That just what's that show? Look, I've got friends. And you socialise, yeah. My advice is, and mm. I think this is great advice, is get your friends to pick your top pictures because no one ever picks their best pictures. True. Limit the number of selfies. One selfie maximum, preferably none at all. Yeah. But one is perhaps permissible. Mm. Well, good luck, Cal, with dating. So use, I, but I think that's... Actually, you came up with very good advice there. Use an array of pictures. Get your friends to pick your And get your friends because no one picks the best. And, and they'll be honest as well. It's true. My mate was on Tinder. She couldn't get a date. And her friends were like... Why are you using these pictures? You, you're prettier than that. You're better than that. They changed the pictures and she had loads of dates over the next couple of Yeah, they of weren't of her, but they were different they pictures. Mm. The, and if, um, if all else fails, Cal... Uh, no, don't. I don't like the way this is going already. Just get a picture of Zac Efron and post it as you. That was my New Year's resolution. What? To try and look like, like Zac Efron this year. Mm. If it weren't for Guinness and chocolate... And the fact that I don't like exercise and curry and pizza, I would look like Zac Efron. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Because if you did, you wouldn't be sitting there. <laughs> anyway, next question. Good luck, Cal. Uh, OK, here comes the next... <gasps> Jordan. William. Look at this. Now, I'm told that we cannot say the name of the country. But look, <gasps> we have got a, a handwritten letter <gasps> from a high commission. What's a high commission? So a high commission is like an embassy, but a high commission is where it's a Commonwealth country. That's proper high commission letterhead of paper. There's a crest. Isn't I think that... it's the first crested letter. It is. Well, this is very smart. Go on and read it. It's quite lengthy. It is. It's got length. Dear William and Jordan. Got some length. Dear William and Jordan, I would like to... Dear William and Jordan... 
I would like to prefix this letter by making clear my effervescent adoration for what is truly a dynamic duo. Your witty remarks fill my morning commute with glee and stifled laughter. My quandary is as follows. We have been offered a diplomatic parking bay outside our High Commission, and our neighbours tend to park their cars partly in said bay. This is someone that's proper then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are frequented by dignitaries from back home, and they need to park in the bay that is often blocked. How ought one approach remedying this? I have brought this issue up with the perpetrator, sadly to no avail. I am now considering ticket wardens, should I see them? Oh, no, don't grass anyone into a ticket warden. Is this too far, and would this only prove fruitful in damaging our relationship with our neighbour? Many thanks for your insights and your reply. Kind regards, Sam Hamilton Peach, which is possibly my favourite name ever. Sam Hamilton Peach. That is a great name. That is a great... He's definitely not from Burnley with a name like that. Do you know, only this weekend, I uh, ran over to an ice cream van and told him he was about to get a ticket, and I stopped him from getting a ticket. Did Traf- you get a free ice cream? No, I didn't, actually. I should have done. Traffic Warden were um, taking pictures, and I just went... He went, yes. I went, I don't want to, mate. Just let you know, Traffic Warden's taking a picture. Don't ever grass somebody up to a Traffic Warden. Well, yeah, but if under- that is your parking bay no, and someone was in, in no. it... I think you've got to have a bollard. I think, Sam, you need to get a bollard. A bollard, but don't go... Because, like, it's £100 now, parking fine. There's nothing worse than... Nothing well, it depends more what... annoying than getting a parking ticket. But it depends where you are. So, that if you have already spoken to the perpetration, you've told them, look, that's our parking space, could you please not do it? Then you get bollards. <sighs> bollards are expensive. Just speak to them. Or put no, a but sign... he's tried speaking to them. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have got this. Absolutely nailed this. Write a little note and put it in the windscreen wiper. And it could be an aggressive or passive-aggressive note. Do not park here, you effing so-and-so. You could get your High Commissioner to go and have a word. Go to the top. I mean, I'm sure he's got better things to be doing. Uh, We've nailed it. Don't get a bollard. That's expensive. Don't grass him into a traffic warden. Get a little bit of piece of paper and just put, this is my parking space, on your posh paper and put it on the, because that posh paper's getting and put it under the windscreen wiper. Next question. This next question is from Ross. Do you think we're good agony ants? We've been doing this a while now. Mm, I think I'm quite good. I think we, we offer good advice. I mean, we have a laugh, but we do take the questions serious, don't we? We do, seriously. Right. This question is from Ross, who emailed seriously, in. Seriously, I'm going to launch for you. Go on. Uh, by the way, Sam, Sam wrote in via uh, letter, and our address is on the website, should you need it, sexedmyboss.com. Next question comes via email. Hello, William and Jordan. I have a habit of whenever I interact with people and they have a wardrobe malfunction, uh, I will more often than not point it out and even reach out and adjust it myself. Do you want another gin? Uh, No, I'm fine, thank you. This has led to some moments of surprise and embarrassment from people. An example of this was on holiday last year when I approached the maitre d' because his jacket collar was skew-whiff. He was a bit put out when I reached out to straighten his collar on the jacket. When is it all right to do this? From Ross from Worthing. Oh, oh, I, I once seen a girl hmm. on, the, on, on the train and a label was hanging out and I just wanted to grab it and pop it in and just say... You absolutely can't do that with a stranger. Uh, no, it you was... You cannot sh- touch a stranger. A tag, a label was hanging out. Yes. I just wanted to pop it back in. I wanted to touch the neck. Where was the label? Skirt? It, no, it wasn't a skirt. Christ, I wouldn't do that. Never work again. It was hanging out of her. She had a top on it. On a, on a then you neck. tell her. I no. think most of us... OK, if you had spinach in your teeth, tomato sauce in your mouth, your flies were undone, would you rather be told? 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, mm. you would much rather be told probably privately, not in front of others. Yeah. And so that's the approach. Okay. If, let's say, let, a practical advice here, let's say we were having lunch, there were other people with us, and I noticed that you had tomato sauce in the corner of your mouth, the way to do it is eye contact. So I would look at you, I know you, so it's appropriate. I would take my napkin and touch the corner of my mouth whilst making eye contact with you. And because we generally mirror what other people are doing, or you would pick up on the signal, you would then do the same, and thus the tomato sauce is gone. Okay. All done like that. Said you could use modern technology. A few weeks ago, I was at my um, friend's house for drinks, and we were all standing around in the kitchen. I noticed that his flies were undone. Now, obviously, I don't then touch my flies and look at him in the eye because otherwise the evening would have gone in a different direction. Instead, <laughs> because they have a smartwatch, uh, I excused myself to the bathroom, typed. X, your flies are undone, sent it. And by the time I came up, he'd obviously read it on his watch, flies were done up, and we said no more about it. But don't, I shouldn't, I didn't, which would have been incorrect, announce that in front of the group. You see how our lives differ. You went to the toilet, you sent a text, you went to all that effort, right? Yeah. And then you noticed, if that were me, and even if, and this is how it comes to and it were our friends, and when I'd go, Dave, you're flying, cock. What? You're flying. You're flying. Your flies. Oh, sorry, pal. That's what's hard about that. Yeah, but I think people that I socialise with have feelings. Yeah, I'm, I'm not my sure. My friends have feelings, but it's not. I think they have fewer. You're flying, and then they'd say something like, "Oh, the cage is open, but the beast is away." That kind of thing. Oh, something like that. You know what I mean? Well, or, or heavens, say, my friends don't say that. Or you'd say, "Oh, I thought it were drafty." That kind of thing, and then you'd all get on with your life. And what was his question about straightening someone's jacket? Well, he, he reached, he lunged at the maitre d' and straightened their jacket. Well, again, you don't know them. Yeah, if you don't know It's them. not appropriate. If it's your, your partner, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, perhaps more appropriate, with their consent, mm-hmm. perhaps, if you are actually going to touch them. If you don't them. Then, uh, but just, or just point it out to them. Ladder in the tights, just privately point it out to them. Yeah, that girl on the train we had. Label hanging out. So did you just, just leave it? Yeah, but yeah. I was just like, I was like biting my hand. I was like, I could just pop that in and say, sorry, your label's hanging out. Final question, another email. It's from Amy. We'll end up inside. William and Jordan, how do I... Car- How do I deal with career snobs? I'm a nurse, I work in a specialist intensive care unit and am extremely proud of the work myself and my colleagues do. I worked extremely hard to become a nurse and feel very privileged to care for, advocate for and learn from my patients, many of whom are with us due to devastating unexpected trauma which often ends in the worst possible way. Anyway, my fiancé is a captain in the army and many of his colleagues' partners are so rude when we meet and polite chat turns to, so what do you do? Bloody officers. Ruperts. That's what they are. Ruperts. Most are stay-at-home officers' wives or high-flying, high-earning business in London types. I often get, oh, nursing, that's cute. Or, well, someone has to do the dirty jobs. Or, oh, really, not a doctor. Especially after learning that I went to public school and my father is quite high up the chain of command, like that should matter. I feel deflated, smile awkwardly and turn the conversation back to how great their job is, because that's what they want. Am I being too sensitive? Well, Amy. Amy, what a question. People are swine. So People are awful and I'm on your side and we can give you advice, but sadly people are always going to ask what you do and we'll have an opinion on it. I get it with my job. Um, with etiquette coach, people either get very silly and start going, uh, "Oh, how is my handshake? Oh, am I behaving?" <laughs> or they start, or they I go, "I bet you get that a lot, actually." Yeah. Or they go, "What? what what's that?" 
And uh, or, or, of course, the other option is that they then start thinking that I'm judging them or they start asking me for advice and they go, oh, well, I've had this situation. It's like, well, you're a dentist, are you? Do you want to check my molars whilst you're here as a trade-off? No. No, you don't. We're all entitled to a private life. I would also say you shouldn't ask, you shouldn't be talking about people's jobs in a social setting. So perhaps to avoid people asking you, avoid asking what their job is. Okay, that's not bad advice. I would simply just say you you work as a nurse. Be honest. Don't don't yeah, try and, and fluff you do it. a great and you job. do a great job. You know you do a great job. The rest of us know you do a great job. So stop worrying. You know, I say stop worrying about it. It's very easy. But I think again. You just say, I'm a nurse, but let's not talk shop this evening. Yeah, that's good advice. And then again, ask them another question, you know, such as, um, how do you know the host? Or um, are you enjoying the food? Or um, have you been here before? I just ask something vague to basically tell them we're not talking about this. Mm-hmm. So what have we learned, William Hansen? We've learned that you should never ask someone what their job is in a social setting. Yep. Uh, we've, uh, our, we've talked about um, parking problems at high commissions. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Getting very niche now on this podcast. We are. <laughs> um, we've talked about dating pictures and what your your best dating profile Get your friends to help be. you out there, guys. Get your friends to help you out. Uh, and we've also talked about... My bottled water idea. Jordan's terrible bottled water idea. Oh, it's not terrible. Come on. This time next year, we'll be millionaires. You're not ever going to be making any money from that. Northern Water, coming to a London house near you. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, G&Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.